Hey, this is Barry. My wife, Shay, and I run Fitness Career Mastery. And if you want to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy, then you're in the right place by listening to Stories That Sell with my friend, Scott Ramage. You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stories That Sell. Before I get to our guest today, imagine having a team of virtual professionals helping you get massive amounts of work done from editing videos, creating social media content, managing your social media, nurturing leads, processing payments, doing all the stuff that you hate doing, and so much more. Uh, Media Machine is here to make sure your productivity skyrockets while performing tasks and roles you simply don't want to do or don't have the skills or time to do. Uh, Media Machine offers a wide range of services that will help you run your business and save money. Check out our website at www.mediamachine.net and book an appointment to find out more. Welcome to the show, Barry. Really excited to have you, man. Hey, thanks so much, Scott. I'm really happy to be here. I reached out to you a couple months ago or maybe a month ago and I I found your podcast and I was very intrigued. And I was very intrigued because I've kind of operated in, in the fitness world in this one little niche. And then I reached out to you and talked with you. And uh, quite honestly, it was really cool because you guys come from really different backgrounds than I'm used to. So I'm really excited to dig into your story. You do this, when I say the we or you uh, speaking to our clients, or I mean, our listeners, it's you and your wife. That's right. right? I'm just one half of (laughs) Fitness Career Mastery. (laughs) She's with the baby right now. Which is really cool. Yeah. 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 So how old's your baby? She's just about to be 18 months. She's going through that whole 18 months oh. regression. I don't know if you remember that, but it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, so but you guys, she, but she's amazing. You guys are doing a business and um, and navigating parenthood and the intricacies of sleep. <laughs> it's always fun. Oh yeah, yeah. We're jumping through so many different hoops and getting creative with how to run our business from home and be parents as well. Yeah. Well, it's really cool that you can run your business from home. But if I remember your story correctly, uh, you weren't at home when you kind of started your whole career in this in the fitness world. So this is really no. how we want to start. We kind of want to hear uh, your story for sure. If you want to share some of Shay's, that's cool. That's totally up to you. But let's just rewind and, and kind of unfold for our listeners really how you got into doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I haven't been at home for most of the last decade. And I think that's been something really unique about my story that I'm excited to share with you and your listeners. And I'll, I'll try to weave in Shays as best I can because how our stories intersect, I think is really interesting and romantic as well. So <laughs> cool. I always love romance. That's a really good aspect yeah. to throw in there. So, you know, from the beginning, I'll try to keep it short, right? <laughs> um, I was, it was a 
dark and stormy night. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. We're going in a different genre direction. right now. <laughs> no, I, I grew up uh, in Southern California. I was really big into baseball. It was my dream to play professionally. And uh, perhaps it was because I was in Southern California, but a big part of my training from a really young age was uh, yoga. Uh, a lot of the coaches that I uh, went to camps with um, really strongly advocated yoga. And I was totally not about it at first, but quickly I started noticing how it was changing my game. I was getting injured less. I was so much more present on the field. And I continued to make it a big part of my game all the way through college. I played baseball through college. I was fortunate enough to do that. While baseball didn't continue, yoga did. I graduated with a psychology degree. And I think like a lot of people, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my degree upon graduating. So I said, I'll do this yoga thing until I figure my life out. Still doing the yoga thing. So I guess I'm still trying to figure it out. But um, I decided that I was going to continue to teach. And there was a particular studio that I really resonated with that I wanted to teach for. They required that um, we go through their own special teacher training before teaching there. And there are two components. There is a component called life training. And then there was a component called teacher training. Flew all the way out to Michigan to participate in this. The life training portion, I think was about seven to 10 days. And Scott, it, it was such a powerful experience. The way I describe it is I feel like as, as you go through your life, you have experiences that provide you with a certain amount of wisdom, right? That you can carry on through the rest of your life. And when I went through this experience, I felt like I had found, if I had written down everything that I had learned, all the wisdom that I gained up until that point in my life on one page, I felt like I'd found a book that that page was ripped out. It was really, really powerful. They were talking about how to manage yourself. Um, so you could attain, you know, greater inner peace, but also productivity and prosperity in your life. And I was so taken by it that I went up to the owner of the studio and I said, oh my God, this is like everything that I've been looking for. Where did you learn this? And he kind of laughed and he said, well, I spent a lot of time traveling through India until I found the guru, the guide, the Swami that really resonated with me. And that's where I got all this from. I was like, I can you tell me more? I, I think I have to go there. And sure enough, he put me in touch. I was probably 21, 22 at the time and sold all of my things, mm. packed my bags, got on my very first international flight and found myself in India. And I studied yoga there, not yoga in terms of like the physical movement that you do, but like the philosophy behind it, but it was, what was really interesting about it is that it was putting in, it was put into modern day terms so that, uh, anyone with a business or, uh, who wanted to better manage their stress or their mindset could, uh, really gain a lot from being there. So there are a lot of high level business people, CEOs, uh, from around the world at the Sashram. So it was a really cool environment. I wasn't able to stay because I still had student loans to, to pay off. So I decided that I would go somewhere close by. Hmm. 
so that I would be able to make it back to India easier. If I came all the way back to Los Angeles, I knew I would just get involved in a whole new life and it would be near impossible to get back. So I asked around the ashram and found another business owner there that owned a business in Dubai. So I jumped at that opportunity right away and quickly found myself right across the Gulf there in Dubai. Couldn't be more of a culture shock from, from India, if you know anything about Dubai. So that was a, a wild no experience. That's like a, a, a complete 180. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a funny story, you know, when you drive through India, there are animals wandering through the road. One of my first drives there was at nighttime. I was like, the driver just went straight through a red light. And I was like, oh, I'm in a foreign country. Maybe they just, uh, maybe the rules don't apply uh, after a certain hour of night. <laughs> it's just like so wild and free and open over there. And then Dubai is just a completely different mindset. Uh, Dubai is where I feel like my fitness career really exploded. Uh, I continue to teach yoga, but I also found myself designing flexibility training programs for a beach boot camp, And then I got the opportunity to help open one of the, well, was the first international flywheel studio. Uh, flywheel is a big indoor cycling brand out of New York. They're unfortunately no longer around through the pandemic, but it was pretty exciting to be a part of that big launch. And I came on the team as, um, the manager of the studio, but also the person who is going to help develop the indoor cycling team. So that was a really incredible opportunity. It was at that time that uh, they were looking to bring on another program. They have indoor cycling, but they also have a bar. And they said, hey, Barry, you teach yoga. Why don't you try out this bar thing as well? And I said, okay. And that's actually when I wound up meeting Shay. Shay is my wife now, but at the time she was flown out to Dubai from New York. She was the East Coast Regional Director for the bar program. And she came out there just to train me. So we had this really intimate training experience and got to know each other really well and kept in touch over all the years until we... Um, eventually figured out that we were in love with each other, but, um, flywheel was a really great opportunity and it kind of came to a point where I felt like I needed to move on. And I decided to move back to Los Angeles. Shay was, uh, at a point where she was ready to leave New York and she moved back to Los Angeles around the same time. And we did a lot of projects together. We worked at different studios, but I just couldn't really find my footing there in the city. And at the same time, she was building this business where she was doing a lot of consulting for boutique fitness studios in particular. She was helping build the class programs, like how the classes are taught. Uh, she was also uh, training their teams of instructors so that they could provide a really high quality class experience that people wanted to come back to over and over again. Uh, doing that kind of work got her on the map 
internationally, and she was reached out to by a company out of Taiwan that was looking to expand their indoor cycling bar and yoga concept into mainland China. Wow. Yeah. So she was very interested in that opportunity, but they said to her, we're really looking for someone who is interested in living out here full time. And she's like, well, I have my own business at home. I have a relationship. I have a dog. Um, this isn't right for me. I can come out for a few months, but uh, I know somebody who might be interested. And she put me in touch with them. <laughs> <laughs> and because I do crazy things like move to different countries, having never been there, I decided to do it once again. It seemed like a good opportunity. So I packed up my bags sold all my stuff and soon found myself in Beijing. We worked together really closely there for a number of months. It was actually funny because we were living in the same apartment, but both had different partners <laughs> at the time. So um, it's funny to look back and think about that. But I stayed out there as the head trainer for their cycling team and helped develop their yoga program as well eventually moved to Shanghai when they expanded there. And going through the process of training these instructors, it really occurred to me that there had been so much knowledge that I had accumulated over all these years of teaching and even through the experience of going to the ashram that I found myself in a position as an instructor that I had so much that I really took for granted and I wanted to find an opportunity to share that so that other instructors could create a class experience at the same level that I did. So I decided to start a podcast and I called it fitness career mastery. And I did my best to distill everything that I had learned. I had other guests that came on and shared as well. And I created a really incredible community around that. That continued to grow as we moved to Shanghai. Shea eventually moved there as well. And that's when we finally figured out that we had feelings for each other over, it had been about six years. Up I'd say it's a long time. Point. Yeah. <laughs> we were really close friends. And mm -hmm. I think the timing was just right. And uh, when we decided to move on from that business and that opportunity in China, we decided that it would be best to combine forces. She had the business of consulting and building these programs for studios and training instructors. I had the, the podcast, which was incredible for generating leads. And that's really where Fitness Career Mastery, as it is today, was born. So that, for the most part, takes us up to the present day. Yeah, that's, it's pretty intriguing. First, The first thing that really kind of hit me was the fact that you went to a training and their first focus was like seven days of bigger things. It wasn't yeah. necessarily, maybe not what you were expecting, but it was life-changing. It was. It was very important to them at their studio. And they were very strong on their branding. I'm sure that's a topic that's going to come up later in the conversation. But it was very important to them that throughout the experience of going through the class, the instructors weaved in some sort of deeper message or a theme, because when it comes to yoga, the whole practice was developed initially so that you could contact yourself differently by putting yourself in really uncomfortable positions <laughs> and then make a choice about how you wanted to respond to that reaction that you were having. So that's really what they were focused on teaching. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. I've never heard of it, uh, yoga kind of explained that way, but it makes mm. sense. And it really, it really does because we all know that by, well, we don't all know. I would hope we are all learning to understand that by putting ourselves in positions of challenge and learning to respond in a, in, a, in the right way or to control our response is uh, a real catalyst to growth. It's huge. Absolutely. What you simulate for yourself on the mat can easily be replicated in your everyday life. When, when you have that feeling of your legs starting to burn and shake and that chatter start in your mind telling you, I can't do this. Um, I need to come down. Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. You can begin to speak to yourself differently. You can teach yourself how to take a deep breath and be present in that experience. And I believe that's so applicable whenever we encounter a stressful situation in our everyday life. Right. Yeah, it is. It is very applicable. So you, what I, another thing I found very interesting is you, you, you started in this yoga, I mean, baseball, obviously, and, and then kind of pursued yoga because of what it did for you. And then you ended up in spin. And not only were you doing like the spin, the flywheel thing, you were kind of um, doing a lot with it. Like, so there's this gap, like, was it just natural for you to kind of shift gears from yoga to spin? Or was, you know, was there a time where you had to kind of refocus? Or is this more of a natural thing for you? This just instruction in general was natural. So it was an easy flow. That's a really good question. I don't know if I've actually really thought about that before, but what comes to mind for me is the two modalities are very, very different from each other. But I don't know if people, is there a video component to this? There well? is, but we'll explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so those uh, just listening, you could imagine me tracing a circle. If you'd imagine a point on a circle and then go all the way around until you're almost touching that point again, that I feel like that's how far away from each other they are, but they wind up being almost the same, right? Yeah. Almost the same point. Spin is such a powerful type of class experience because you're on this fixed piece of equipment that's not going anywhere and you're in a dark room and you're looking at this instructor at the front and there's so much responsibility on them to keep you engaged and keep you entertained and keep you focused. And because there's only one plane of motion that you're moving in, you can, you can be very conscious of the people around you. So it creates this environment where you feel very connected with the people around you. You feel very connected with the instructor. And because it's a limited range of motion, you do feel very connected with yourself. And I feel like there are aspects of yoga that yeah. are present in that cycling class. And I found that as an instructor at the front of the room, I was actually able to weave in a lot of the approach that I took to teaching yoga, to teaching cycling to the point where people would say, it really feels like you're teaching a yoga class on a bike. Hmm. Yeah, just getting people into maybe a, like a zone, like a, a, a different place in their head where they were able to function at a different level. We call it flow state. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think we've all had that experience before, Scott, you and the listeners as well, where we're in maybe an hour long class but it feels like it goes by in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like where did all the time go? That was amazing. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, we've also been 
in a class where 10 minutes go by and we're like, dear God, yeah, when is this over? <laughs> How am I going to make it through this? This is terrible. And you don't go back to that class. So it's really important that in a yoga class or in a cycling class, if you want people to tap into themselves the way I was just talking about, you have to create that environment where they're in a state of flow so that they have the opportunity to recognize those feelings or those thoughts when they come up and have those breakthroughs so that they can have that powerful, not just physical, but mental, emotional, spiritual transformation as they go through the class. So I'm starting to kind of put a picture together because, you know, you can just tell your story and it's, it's awesome. But what I really just found, I think is your special ingredient. And that's, you know, that the flow, because mm. if you can, you, you guys are instructing, you guys ended up instructing people how to, I mean, and you said Shay was, you know, instructing people how to run a class and how to better, you know, operate and make your, your clients feel like they never want to leave is my kind of my thinking. Well, if I can get into a state of flow, which I do mountain biking or when I'm in nature and I right. found that if, if someone could do that for me in a class setting, you're yeah. right. I would never want to leave because that's a place that I really like to go. My creativity goes crazy and mm. I get, I work out in a totally different mode out like mode. I'm on a different level and uh, it goes by fast. Like you said. There is so much research behind what movement does for us as human beings and not just movement, but moving together as a group. And if I could take it one step further, specifically moving in synchronicity with other people. And this is something the fitness industry doesn't talk about very much, but when we're in that environment, so many neurochemicals are being released that cause us and I'm sure you've had this experience before, this feeling of boundaries dissolving, where you feel more interconnected with the people around you. You are able to overcome feelings of depression. You're able to heal trauma. You become more invested in the people around you. A quote that I really like is when we move together, um, we invest ourselves in each other. And um, this all comes from just our biology and how we evolved as humans. We evolved, our brains evolved so that we are rewarded and we value opportunities to move together because those bond us together. And that happened through going out on the hunt together or dancing together, creating music together. Whenever we did those things, our communities became stronger and larger, and that allowed us to thrive and survive as a species. And that still exists for us today. And we can really tap into it in a group fitness experience. And Shay and I believe that that's something that's not talked about enough and something that is not really emphasized as an important part of the experience when you go into a fitness class. It's all about the aesthetic results that you're going to get. You're going to burn calories. You're going to gain lean muscle, right? But what about all these other benefits that we know on a deep level, maybe we don't have words for them because we've felt it. We've had that feeling of being in flow in a class. 
how about we replicate that over and over and over again for people? So powerful because, you know, we know that in marketing, you kind of, unfortunately, you have to sell the things that people think they need or want. So you have Mm. to almost say you're going to find better fit. You're going to get skinnier. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better naked, like all those things. Right. But when they come into your facility or partake in your services, you know that the real transformation comes from bigger and better things, getting into flow, having that community, feel finding um, some peace with who you are and having that outlet and, you know, and, and it's it, but the thing, the trick is, is that I believe a lot of facilities, a lot of studios, they're just all about getting people in and they don't know how to quite get to that place where they, they create lasting fans, lasting super fans. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And this is really what fitness career mastery is all about there. We focus on what we call two end caps of your business. There's the branding piece, which is very important. That's the initial trumpet call that your ideal client is going to see and hear that's going to pique their interest and allow them to feel seen and understood that gets them into your studio in the first place. Mm -hmm. But then there's the actual experience of the class, which is extremely important. And if you're not able to deliver on that, or if it doesn't align with your branding, then there's going to be some sort of disconnect there and people aren't going to come back. And I I agree with you that there's this fallacy in the industry that we have to try to get in as many people as possible. And to do so, we have to talk about the aesthetic results that they're going to get, which as a result has caused nearly everybody's message to be the same. Come to our cycling classes, come to our yoga classes, come to our CrossFit classes. When, as you just illustrated, that's not what people are actually coming there for. And there are so many reasons why people are coming to a fitness class. Some people want to feel less aching in their, in their joints. Mm -hmm. Some people don't care about the aesthetic results at all. They just want a place to decompress from work or from what's going on at home with the the kids screaming around the house. Right. Right. Um, Some people are training for an event. Some people, um, want to find renewed strength in themselves. Some people do want to feel more attractive in front of their partner. We need to speak to what that transformational result actually is in our marketing and not be afraid to plant a flag and say, this is what we're all about. This is the type of experience we want to provide for you. And then we have to not just hire instructors that have a large Instagram following, or have a certain number of years of experience, but people that believe what we believe and are aligned with that, with helping people achieve that transformation. And then we have to craft our class experience so that it helps facilitate that. And what we speak about and what kind of music we play helps people feel like they're at home in that experience. And that helps them enter a flow state. Yeah, you you brought up something that I think is I'm I'm very passionate about, and that's really you you t- you you talk about branding, and you talk about what is it that you want to deliver as results. And I think a lot of people get, I know a lot of 
business owners, like I can't really narrow it down that much because then I won't get as many people. Mm-hmm. And really the concept should be, like you said, plant your flag in the ground with what you want and those people will come. Um, there, you know, there, you almost can't niche down enough in, in, in most cases. And is that something agree. you guys talk about? Absolutely. It's, this is something we talk about a lot because it is tricky to understand. It is super paradoxical. Well, if I niche down and I'm only speaking to a certain type of person, isn't that going to limit the number of people that come in? Well, no, because if you try to speak to everybody, you wind up speaking to nobody. Like I just said, there's all these different types of people of different ages of, that have different goals. And if you try to put out a message that's speaking to all those different pain points, it's so watered down that it's essentially meaningless. And that's how we've gotten to come take our strength classes. They'll help you get fit. (laughs) And especially after the last year going through COVID where so many businesses have pivoted online and we've had to get really lean and clear with what we're doing. And there's been so much more competition. That's not cutting it anymore. It's actually much, much more effective to plant a clear flag and say, if you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and just want an opportunity to take off all the hats that you're wearing and escape into a different reality for 45 minutes and come to our studio where we're not going to talk to you at all about how many calories you've burned. There's not going to be any talk of metrics or numbers. We're all about the music and the journey inside of your into yourself so that you can find that escape. Oh my God. Are you going to go to that studio or are you going to go to the one that's talking about being fit? You're more inclined to go to the one that's communicating a clear message. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and the other mistake that people make when thinking about niching down is they seem to think that by doing that, we're going to turn people away. And that's just not the case. That would be insane, right? Right. You can't work out here. (laughs) Uh, All we're doing is we're clarifying our message so that it can be heard through all of the noise. And we're going to attract people that deeply resonate with our message. And then we're going to attract some people that um, are curious about what we're doing. And maybe their beliefs are transformed. Maybe they sit say to themselves, oh, wow, I never thought about working out in that way before, but that's actually what I've been looking for. And then there are going to be people who say, nope, that's not for me. That studio message that I just described, if someone is really into metrics and numbers and measuring their progress class to class, that studio is not going to be for them. But, and Shay and I have seen this time and time again, that person's going to be much more inclined to share that studio with someone they know who is into that type of transformation because the message is so clear. And that's so powerful is when the message is so clear that the people who are in love with your place can go and reshare it. I think that's a big problem is they're like, I don't know. It's just awesome. You need to come. That's that doesn't sell anybody. And the most power, in my opinion, the most powerful marketing tool is referrals. And right. you, can, you can pretty much run your business on referrals if done right. And any messy message will not get repeated. No the message has to be clean, 
very vivid and easy to understand and on point. So I think that uh, is such a powerful lesson. And it's really cool you, you're teaching the people that come in and work with you guys that as a very big pillar in what you're doing. 100%. We believe it's really important to understand not only what the pain point or the problem of your ideal client is, but what their emotional relationship is to that so that you can speak to that mm -hmm. because that's actually what you're providing a solution to. Hey, before we get started, imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and so much more. VAs for Gyms is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible so that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide range of services that will completely run your business and give you the one thing everyone is limited on, more time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com. That's V-A-S-F-O-R-gyms.com and book an appointment to find out more. People just want to thrive and survive. They want to live a better quality life. And they may say that they want to lose weight, but it's actually because they feel embarrassed. They feel self-conscious. They feel insecure. And helping them lose weight is a means to eradicate that feeling and allow them to experience a higher quality life. So it's really, really important, especially in this day and age that in the fitness industry, we make this shift in our marketing and recognize this emotional piece, speak to it, and then take the step to deliver on the experience in the classroom as well. Yeah, so powerful. That's really powerful. Um, so let's take a, a little step and let's talk about, you know, you guys are running this business. And you have you have a you have an eighteen month old child if I remember the the date right or the the age right, and it's you too. Let's talk about running a business. Is it remotely and some of the keys to success that you guys personally implement? Because I I really resonate with your message and what you teach. I mean, it just is so clear to me that that is a really great path to success for any studio. I mean, you know, it's just incredibly clear and so many don't get it. Hmm. Well, we're on a mission to help all of those. And I think the reason we feel such a fire to do what we do, I mean, we've been in crazy situations where we both have to be on a coaching call at the same time, but we have the baby. I'm tuning in from the car because <laughs> that's the only way she'll be quiet while Shay's in the office at home or I'm sitting now so that we can both be on the call together. And the reason we're able to like make so many little micro pivots to our schedules, we go through the day to um, help each other out, tag each other out and work through something that wasn't planned, like only getting two hours of sleep the night before, <laughs> because we unfortunately aren't in a position where we have people who can help us with, with childcare. The reason we're able to do all of that is because we walk our talk. We are so clear on what it is that we believe. And it's what we believe from a heartfelt level. Something else that we teach is that all the action 
that we take is based on emotions that we feel and thoughts that we have. And Shay and I believe at our core that the fitness industry can be so much more for people. It can be a place where people can get fit, but that's really just a byproduct. It can be a place where we can heal from the collective trauma that we've experienced over this last year and where we can begin to bond back together because of what I mentioned earlier, this ability to feel interconnected with the people around us by combining movement, rhythm, and purpose in a group environment, moving in synchronicity with each other. There's so much research that backs this. It's real. And we want to create more opportunities for people to experience that consistently. So because we believe that so strongly, it's easy for us to keep going and work through all of the challenges. And that's my biggest piece of advice. If you're not clear on what it is that you're doing to that depth where you'll march through fire to make it happen, then you need to, you need to help find someone to help you discover what that is. Yeah. So when your clients come in, that's such good advice. And you actually answered one of my questions that I ask frequently, but when your clients come in and your clients being gym owners, business owners, or um, studio owners, like what is the first thing you attach attack? We, we always ask them what they're struggling with first. And most of the time when people come to us, they say that they're struggling with marketing mm. or they're struggling with client acquisition. And when we start to peel back the layers and find out why that is, it's usually has to do with a lot of the things that we've talked about already, that they aren't clear on what their purpose is, how they can utilize their unique strengths and superpowers and experience to serve people, who that person is, what is it that they believe about a fitness experience? Do they believe in lifting heavy weights? Do they believe that you don't need to hop on the treadmill to get cardio in? Do they believe that it should be a metrics driven experience? Do they believe that it should be very music driven? There's so many different paths to get fit. There's so many different paths to achieve the goals that we want to achieve with the vehicle of fitness. So what is that? Who are you meant to serve? How do you speak to that person and their goals, their desires, their dreams on an emotional level where they, when this ideal client comes across you and your message and you say, Hey, I know what it's like. I've been there to not be able to run around in the backyard with your grandkids because your, your joints are in too much pain. I know how frustrating that is, especially when you were promised this incredible retirement your entire life. That's why I've developed this program that can help you not experience that anymore. So you can have that way of life that you're looking for. When you are able to speak to them on that 
emotional level, that's where the marketing becomes actually quite easy. That's where the client acquisition actually becomes quite easy because we've done all those things beforehand. So that, that's usually where, where we start. Let's go back and see if any of these aspects are missing so that we can supercharge our message and get more people in the door. Yeah. Marketing is such as it's, it's very, I think people make it very, very complex in their head. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of them. It's like, mm. we got to do marketing. I used to be what the is, same way. Yeah. What is it? That, how do I get this message out? And what I found is that when I kind of settle into um, just having my eyes and ears open and connecting with people, it just That's right. It's about connecting with people. It's about sharing your beliefs and sharing your message. Um, we believe that once you establish who that ideal client is and develop the perfect solution for them, all you have to do is tell the whole world about it. But that means that you can't be afraid to tell the whole world passionately about what you believe. And that can be really, really scary because it can be polarizing. We can turn people away. We can get haters. One of my mentors actually told me that, you know, that you're starting to find success in your business when you get haters. Yeah. I heard it in an, another terminology is like the bigger your paycheck, the bigger your headache. And I'm, you know, I've, that's really sat with me and it's, it's, I like your version better, but it, it is, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I have these people writing me nasty emails or on Facebook or gave a bad review or whatever. And it's like, wait. I'm actually out there making an impact and mm -hmm. I, I have decided on a direction. I would say that, that people will not like, but the other people will really like it. And right. I would say if you're not getting that, you're, you probably have some work to do. I would have to agree with you. The good news is that the people that we respect the most, the people that we love are incredibly clear on who they are and what they believe. And they're not afraid to stand up for what they believe, even though they know that it's not for everybody. And that's why we love, you know, our, so, some of our favorite public figures as much as we do. Yeah. And, and I've been kind of doing that myself. Okay. This, I really like this podcast. I really like this person. I really like this author. And you look at each one of them and they're really polarizing. They have yeah. definitely made their stand and that's what draws the masses. And when I say the masses, we're talking about studios, you know, a hundred, 200 people could be the masses for a studio, like a fraction of a percentage in, yeah. in an area, an area. Yeah. So that niching down it's it's so Incredibly, we're, we're circling back to that, but it's so incredibly important. You said something that I want to kind of move to next. You talk about mentors. How important are and how pivotal have you and Shay uh, or have other people been in your business as you're developing your business? Tell us your practices of using mentors, coaches, or other resources that have helped you grow. We absolutely believe that it's important to have mentors and coaches but we also believe that those can take many different forms. Mm. Uh, Shay and I have hired coaches for ourselves before. Uh, a big belief of ours is that you can't read the label from inside the bottle. 
which simply means you, you can't see everything that's going on with your business and with your mindset, and with yourself from within it. So it's very important to have that external third party to help you out. Um, so we walk our talk in that sense as well. But we also believe that mentorship and inspiration can come from people that you don't actually know. And what I mean by that is we get tons of inspiration from going to concerts, from watching documentaries on things that we're passionate about, from uh, listening to interviews with inspirational people. We can have ideas sparked or our beliefs validated or uh gain some inspiration from the success of someone else that we can then transmute into what we're doing in our business. So we believe it's so important to determine what it is that fills your cup up, whatever that might be, and make sure that you're consistently giving yourself that. Um, one on our list is just taking a walk outside often because... Again, that, that movement <laughs> is very powerful on our internal state. Uh, that's, that's one of the pieces of advice that I got a couple of years ago is like, go outside, get in the, get your vitamin D and go outside and eat between tasks, between changing, like what you're doing, get a reset, man, that's huge. Just mm. like, otherwise you're just kind of like stuck in this and, and task switching is really hard. It's hard enough. And it's yeah. detrimental to, to progress in your work. So if you can actually have a hard little reset with a little melatonin or serotonin influx, uh, it's super powerful. I love your point on mentors because I was listening to one of my favorite books is the obstacle of the way is the way by Ryan holiday. But at the end on the audiobook, he does an interview with Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is actually interviewing him. And they talk about mentors and Ryan says like, look, your mentor, I think this is Ryan says your mentor doesn't have to be someone you're paying or actually yeah. on the phone with. Yeah. It's totally okay to be, uh, get their daily blog. It's totally okay to study them and what they do. It's totally okay to listen to their podcasts, watch them on social media because it, getting a good mentor is really difficult. You have to really work for it, but mm -hmm. you can get anybody can be your mentor. And I love that you brought that to light because I think I have implemented that. I even uh, use somebody that I've helped, that I've worked, watched to develop my business and continue to refine the, the processes and operations. I literally mm -hmm. just read his blog every day. Yeah. And I call him my mentor because I've learned so much. It's an everyday thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I think that's a really powerful thing to remember is that we we have so much more access to people than we give credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so when you guys are, <laughs> I'm probably going to say a fallacy when you have free time or you time at this point, cause you know, raising a young child is very, very uh, time consuming, but how do you guys like to, to learn? What is your, your, and, and I'll just speak to you cause you're here in the room or in the room now. Oh. Oh my gosh, we are very passionate about learning. And it's funny because one of the things that we'll often do once our daughter Nova goes down to sleep at night is we'll take the opportunity to 
watch a few modules of a course that we've that we've purchased or uh, watch a documentary because it's so important to us that, like I said, we fill up that cup and we continue to educate ourselves and continue to grow. So uh, let's see. We like it. We we feel like we can learn from so many different yeah. places. Uh, we'll learn traditionally from a course. We love reading books. I'm listening to audiobooks all the time. Podcasts. We'll share podcasts with each other all the time and try to squeeze in listening individually and then have a discussion together. Usually at nighttime when the baby goes down. Um, we'll learn from watching television shows and, you know, how stories are told and how on reality shows, some of these people coach, like, um, both of us love RuPaul's drag race <laughs> and love the type of person that RuPaul is and how he coaches all of the people. Uh, so we can learn so much just from observing that. Yeah. So I, I feel like learning is all around us and Again, when you're clear on what it is that you believe and what it is that you want to do and the impact that you want to have, the change that you want to make in the world, it's easy to pick out different nuggets from any number of different learning sources and apply them to what it is that you're doing. That's awesome. Speaking of podcasts, you started, I mean, this the name, uh, Fitness Business Mastery, is that right? Fitness career mastery. Yeah. So close. Yes. Um, which I love that name. I, it's like, it really, I know I didn't say it right, but it, I re, it really resonates. It's very, it speaks very clear to what the, what the message is. You're telling stories. Literally you are telling stories. You're lit, you're, you're talking to an audience and you're interviewing people. How important has that been? Cause I, it's been very important for me for building business, how important and, and, and pivotal or useful has that been as a tool for you building your business? Our podcast has been our number one tool for attracting new clients, hands down. It's so easy for people to consume. They can do it on the go while they're working out, while they're at the grocery store, while they're chasing kids around the park. Um, and it's such a powerful way for them to get to know who you are, being able to hear your voice, um, and just the feeling you get listening to a podcast, like you're just hanging out in the room with these people makes you really feel like you know them. It establishes a deep level of trust. So most of the clients that we've gotten are people that are a little starstruck when they get on the phone with us because they've been listening to us talk in their, in their ears for years sometimes. And they're so happy to have the opportunity to talk to us. How often does that happen, <laughs> right? So cool. um, in when you're not using a podcast to market yourself, you're you're having to fight so hard to educate these people, these potential clients about what you're all about and what you believe and why they can trust you and how you can help them. But when they come to you and they've already learned all of that from listening to you, and hopefully you've given them a lot of value and a lot of quick wins through those episodes as well when they come to you, they're ready. They're ready to take the next step. Yeah. I can't count on my hands. How many clients have come into our business? It's like they either heard me on a podcast or they heard us, our podcast or another podcast where we were talking about it as, as the host. Uh, 
And then I've helped personally probably start 20 to 30 gym owners doing podcasts. And they're like, well, who's the audience? I'm like, your community. There's such, there's such power in being able to interview people from your community. And hey, guess what? What do people want to share? They want to share when they're highlighted. So highlight people that you want in your gym, highlight people you want coming in because then they're going to share that inside their circle. And if your message isn't clear enough, it's going to help clarify that message. So I think it's just so incredibly um, profound. And I love the thought, the, the idea that, that, that you've identified people already. It's that know, like, and trust. They almost already know, like, and trust you the second they yeah. get on the phone with you. That's right. And it's just incredibly powerful. And um, again, the name of your podcast, steal that if I could. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we chose those three words very carefully because career implies longevity mm-hmm. to what you're doing. And then mastery is something that you're, we believe you're always chasing, but never quite arrive at that, that destination. So it's this Perfect. continual pursuit of being better. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to go into some questions that I ask every guest. Uh, I Ooh, absolutely okay. love them and you can answer for you. You can answer for Shay. You can answer for both of you. Um, I'm sure maybe she gave you some like, yeah, you could talk about me or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but I, I would love for the listeners to go away with, uh, things from, you know, business owners who are doing what they love and the way that they love them. And what types of things have brought you success? So I always like to start with like outside of business, what do you do to keep yourself fine-tuned? What are some, like, a, what's a daily practice that you, that is a non-negotiable for you that you know will help you move the needle every single day? That's a great question. Um, I would say it, it's movement in some form, but uh, I have to admit that's become much more challenging with our little ones. So we've had to get creative with giving each other opportunities to uh, do some yoga, get on a bike. But every time that we do our more things that I've talked about already, our our stress levels are decreased. We feel more clear-minded. We feel greater resolve. And that allows us to to push forward. Um, Other things that we've talked about before already, but continuing to fill up our cup and consume either pieces of art or or media or information that are in alignment with what we believe and what we're passionate about, because that gets us more excited about what it is that we're doing. And then I think for me personally, it's always important to find time to be in touch with like my spiritual practice or my spiritual side. So taking that time to take a big step back, hop off the hamster wheel for a minute and just gain some perspective in terms of what's most important and remind myself to be present and that all I can control is my best effort one day, one moment at a time. So I'd say those three things combined is a pretty good recipe for success for us. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, Before I ask the last question, I definitely, all of your information is going to be in the show notes. So if somebody's interested, they should definitely go there, uh, whether it's YouTube or Apple or Spotify or whatever. 
hit those show notes, but we obviously know they can find you on the podcast. Uh, where else can they find out more about what you and Shay offer? If you put fitness career mastery in anywhere, <laughs> you're going to find us. So it's at fitness career mastery on Instagram. It's fitnesscareermastery.com. Um, fitness career mastery is the name of the podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook community where we have live trainings for free. That's fitnesscareermastery.com slash community. And if you want to hop on the phone with us and have a chat, take a look under the hood of your business. If you've been inspired by what I shared with, uh, with you here today, and you're interested in getting our perspective on what it is that you're doing, you can go to fitnesscareermastery.com slash breakthrough. And you can hop on the phone with us and we'll do our best to provide you with action steps and a roadmap to help you improve your message or your experience. Love that. I love that. And by the way, I'm, I found your podcast and I typed it in and I found, I found you directly. It was not hard. And I think that's a big deal. It's really awesome. That's great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, last question. Uh, if you could go back in time and give yourself any one piece of advice, what would it be? I think for me personally, I've always doubted my voice. And there's a number of different reasons why that may be, but I didn't give myself enough credit. And I think if I were to go back and share something with myself, it would be to share what I have to say and what it is that I believe, even if it's not perfect, um, even if it may feel like it doesn't matter because one person may, out there may resonate with that message and it may change their life. And that's enough. Who knows what that one person may go on to do or achieve because of that one thing that you said or did. So that's something that I'm actively working on to really take ownership of who I am and what, it, what I believe, flaws and all. And that's part of what we talked about earlier. When you share what you believe, you're sharing the flaws as well. And you're not afraid to do that. But that's what makes you human. That's what makes you relatable. That makes, that's what makes people trust you. And that's what is heartfelt about your message. Yeah, agreed 100%. Barry, thank you so much. I really appreciate your openness and knowledge and actually wisdom, business wisdom. Absolutely. I, I wish Shay could have been here, but I totally understand why she's not. Give her, <laughs> give her that grace. Tell her we gave, give her that grace. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Scott. for listening to the stories that sell podcast if you appreciated the content on the show be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week